Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I am here with my... Awesome co-host Alan Witch is in the house. I'm What's in going the on? House. Alan? What an awesome co-host. What an awesome host and an awesome partner. This is a blast. We're having a good day today. Well, we have a good day every day, let's face it. It's all by okay. choice, right? But it's not Pollyanna. I mean things happen no. and we have to it's, deal with it. Yeah, you know, we but have to deal with it. You know, crap is. happens, but we have a choice it as does, to how we handle know. it, right? Well, I mean you can react or you can respond. There you so, go. You know, I just choose to respond, and there you go. You know, it helps me at least get past the limbic region first of my brain, <laughs> so, so I can analyze what's going on. And hey, here we are. Um, I love this guy who's coming on. Uh, you know, I consider him a good friend, and you know, even though we don't talk a lot and we don't see each other a lot, but when we do and we uh, have opportunities and we connect. You know, it's always wonderful. And, you know, for the first time, uh, I had a chance to meet up with him, and, and I was in L.A., and, and, and it was a bit of a surprise, to tell you the truth. But when we see each other, we're like, hey, and I was on his show, and he has a wonderful show, and he has an awesome magazine, and he just launched a book. But, hey, Alan, this is all your bailout. You just did it, dude. Bring no, him on. I did not say his name. <laughs> I did not say his name, and I did not say anything about what he does or the name of anything he does so that i mean that's always your 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 thing so why don't we uh why don't we just jump on and uh and introduce him get into it uh and talk about um you know the journey i love it success profiles radio what does that conjure up in your mind that really for all the listeners out there what does that really mean What's that expectation? Well, our guest is really gonna is gonna paint that picture for you today. Success Profiles magazine. What's that conjure up? What's that mean? Are you in that crowd? Are you part of that? Do you want to be part of that? Is that something that's on your radar? Is that something that uh, you you thought that would you know be a really good place for you to land, uh, a grid for you to occupy, a piece of real estate for you to own? Uh, this guest really knows the ins and outs of, of that piece, knows the ins and outs of what it takes to really have not only a great guest and a great podcast and a great mission and a great statement, but to be able to uh, to document that and put that in a book form, take your message, your meaning, your story, and put that down in writing and make it so that the reader can't put the book down. That's what our guest brings to the table today. I'm excited. I don't. I know of him. I have not met him except for a few minutes ago. I'm excited. Uh, he's a great guy. I, I, I've heard lots of stories and have, and have done lots of reading. And I'm excited that he's on our show. I'm excited that he's going to drop some really good information. So Chris usually says this, but I'm going to I'm going to take it real quick here. Get your journals out right in the beginning. Take notes because you're going to want to know what our guest has to say today because he's going to give you some great information that you can use now, some great resources that you can be a part of if it's a fit on both sides. So without further ado, Brian Wright, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. How are you this morning? I am doing fantastic, and I really, really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. 
We're glad yeah, you're on. Of course. We're glad you're here. Reciprocated, brother. Yes. Reciprocated. Yes. I, I was on your show. I love your show. I, I love what you've been doing in the last little while because you've been crushing it. Let's face it. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of work, perseverance to do what you've done to put it all together. And you launched a magazine and you launched a book. Plus, you have a wonderful podcast, Success Profiles Radio, and you've had you know numerous amazing guests on there, including me. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> I is like true. How you put that on there. <laughs> of uh, but but you know I'm just uh, I'm just playing. Uh, but you know um, it's been uh, it's been a journey for you, Brian. And you know I always like to say you can be doing a lot of things you know uh, with your life. And um, what? You know, where did this all start? How did you get doing what you're doing? And, you know, where did it all begin? Um, And that might be loaded. (laughs) Sure. But, you know, give us the Coles notes if you want on that. Yeah. Well, if I wanted to go way back, uh, I was considering doing speech competitions in high school. But at that point, I was a little bit uh, anxious about what that experience might be like. And the lady who was running the speech team, the speech department, gave me a, a, a handbook, which basically explained what all the events were. And, and I found an event called Radio News Announcing. And the thing that attracted me to that was I didn't have to physically face my audience. I was in a room with a timekeeper, and the sound got pumped into the next room with the audience and the, and the judges. And so I compiled a, a, a five to six minute radio broadcast. I had a 30 minute time to prepare it, given a whole list of stories to choose from. I had to figure out which ones are the most important and edit, whatever. I did really well in that event. Uh, In the state of Iowa, where I I grew up, they have a rule that if you get a one at state, you cannot do that same event the next year. Basically, the idea encouraging you to do new things. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And so I thought, well, doggone it, I'm going to have to face an audience next year. And so I did, and I ended up doing pretty well in speech competitions. I ended up doing it in college as well okay, and got really experienced. And I ended up teaching public speaking and English composition in a college environment for almost five years. And so that's where all of that came from. And then to fast forward, hit the fast forward button by several years, a friend of mine uh, was associated with the Togedet Radio Network, which is where I currently am. And he said, Brian, you really should have a radio show. You've got a great radio voice. You have a lot to say. And I'm sitting here thinking, really, do I? (laughs) And this was back in 2011 that he had this conversation with me. And uh, long story short, I decided to finally go ahead and and start doing my show in January 2012. I'm still with Toginet Radio Network. It's live internet radio. So I do my show live. It's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. So, absolutely. And a lot of my guests feel the same way. They, they tell me, oh, my gosh, I've never done a live radio show before. It's a big deal to them. And so that's one reason why they love being on my show. Now, I do occasionally have guests that are so insanely busy that they cannot carve out, you know, 6 p.m. Eastern on Mondays uh, for sure. an hour at a time. And so I will tape in advance with them. And as long as myself, my guest, and my producer can all agree on a time for my producer to be available and record the show, it's usually very workable. And so the upside is it it can be edited. Uh, Well, it can be edited anyway, but uh, there's no pressure of being live. And secondly, it means that that's a show I don't have to prepare later because I've already done it. Yes. So it's yeah, cool. And sure. so I love doing my radio show. It's the springboard for everything I'm doing, including my book, including my magazine, including Facebook Lives. And one of the things that I would definitely love to talk about is the idea of repurposing content, because I find a lot of people put out one piece of content and there it is and and let's go with it. And that's it. But and they leave it. Goodness. They go on to another one, right? They go to a new they thing. Abandon they abandon it. Yeah. I mean, you think about this. Let's just say that, for example, uh, you're in a magazine or you're on a really big show. Wouldn't you want the world to know, Hey, as seen on or as heard on. And then that's in your, that advertising is in your marketing forever. I mean, if you end up in, if you end up in Forbes magazine, for example, or entrepreneur magazine, the written version, you can say as seen in, and that logo can be a part of your resume forever. Why would you not take advantage of that? 
creating content is very much the same thing. If I'm going to have someone on my radio show, why not talk about some of the things I learned from that guest on a Facebook Live? Why not do a magazine article? Why not do a blog post? Why not repurpose some of the best interviews that you've done in a book like I did? And that's that book launched uh, on April 3rd. And so we'll talk about this some more too. But there's a it's really it's a mind it's mind blowing how many different things you can do with the same piece of content over and over again. In fact, Sharon Lecter is going to be my feature article and cover for the May issue of Success Profiles magazine, and I'm going to repurpose an interview that I did with her two years ago. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? Right. Right. The fact is, and and by the way, you know, to the audience, you've got to check out uh, and. Brian's website is easy to get to. Uh, it's Brian K. Wright. Uh, that would be W R I G H T dot com, and um, it's beautiful. I gotta say, I, I love uh, I love the site. It uh, you know comes down to very easy to follow. Uh, you can see his magazine. Obviously, you can see the books, um, which is fantastic. And uh, you've taken all this. Uh, you know, content that you've done over the last couple of years, several years, and you've now started to say, hey, we're going to put a magazine out. We're going to do all this stuff with, you know, yep. information that is still relevant, right? It's still relevant. Uh, yeah, and there's your magazine. There you awesome. Go. There and, it is. and James Malinchek. We just February issue. actually yep. interviewed yeah. um, James just a, a little while ago. and He's great. It, it, unfortunately, uh, we had some technical difficulties, and I won't get into it right here because we still got to get back to James on that. But uh, point being is uh, you can take that content and then you can disperse it in many, many uh, aspects. Um, what's your, you know, what's your favorite way to do things, uh, you know, to create efficiencies? Because obviously when you first started, there might have been sort of these things like you might have fumbled, uh, you might have like, ah, man, but how did you break through that? And now how do you like to do things uh, so it's just, you know, ways you're to, you know, create? And, and man, you got a lot going on. That's why I'm interested. It's like, yeah. wow, when you first look at it, you're like, how does he do all this stuff? Yeah. So what's the secret? Well, here's here's something very interesting, and I think a lot of people don't think of this. I like to keep a running list, whether it's on paper or whether it's in my head, a running list of things that I can do in 10 or 15 minutes. Because if you think about it, cool. in any given point in the day, you will find yourself waiting for somebody, whether it's waiting for your next interview opportunity, whether it's waiting in line at the post office, whether it's, you know, what do I do before I go eat lunch or whatever. If you've got 10 or 15 minutes and you've got that short list of things that you can do, for example, make progress editing a book that I'm doing or writing a book that I'm doing or editing an article for a magazine that I'm working on or messaging someone uh, to remind them of something or to reach out and connect with someone or return a message or return an email. Those are all things that don't take very long to do. So if you find yourself waiting, uh, for example, I mean, like, let's just say for the sake of example that um, I'm waiting to do my interview with you like we're doing right now. And let's say there were some technical difficulties and, and it was going to be delayed by 10 minutes. Okay, great. Productive time. What can I do in 10 minutes before I finally see these guys? So I think that's a really great way. People get so overwhelmed by all the stuff they have to do. But a lot of the stuff that you have to do honestly doesn't take very long to do so just do those things now obviously the really really important things you want to make sure you do those like Brian Tracy says eat that frog do the thing that you really don't want to do and do it first but if that's a big project just take small bites at a time that's how you eat an elephant small bites at a time you don't eat and regret and, and swallow the whole elephant at once you just can't physically do that sure so yeah just find just have a list of things that you can do that don't take very long and do those things. I love it. And that's a great way to look at it. You know, the nooks and crannies of time, I call it, mm -hmm. to just, you know, fire off. And you, and you become really good at doing it when you try that. So, hey, listen, audience, you want to get some efficiency in life? Take this opportunity and learn how to do these short lists. I love it. I love it. Don't, don't multitask right now. Pay attention no. right now and write your notes down. <laughs> yes. But yes. apply right. these things after the podcast, after yes. you there you the go. wisdom and brilliance from Brian, because yes. got a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of things. Down. I know that uh, 
you've got a, a plethora of people that you've interviewed that you've been with, uh, events that you've attended and so forth. And a lot of the questions that, that uh, Chris and I get from some of our clients and some of the people looking at, at uh, you know, researching uh, some of the things that we've done and how do you do that, they all want to know how do you get people on your show? How do you get people to network with? How do you get people to write about? How do you get people to engage? Yeah. What's the right secret for, for capturing yeah. those people? Well, the very short answer is I ask. I'm bold and I ask. <laughs> that's, that's what most people don't do, Brian, and you're right. And that's why I say that. I'm not, I'm not saying that flippantly at all because sure. a lot of people aren't courageous sure. enough to ask. Right. I think, oh, my right. gosh, I could never talk to a Darren Hardy. Right. I could never talk to a Jack Canfield. I could never talk to a Kevin Harrington. The mm -hmm. Kevin Harrington thing was pretty cool because I was yeah. connecting with someone <laughs> on Facebook uh, about a year ago. And just in the course of talking, this person mentioned that one of his business partnerships was with Kevin Harrington in one of his businesses. And I just threw it out there as an aside. I said, I would love to interview Kevin Harrington someday. <laughs> and he said, well, then after we're, we're done talking, I will connect you to his assistant. We'll do, I'll do an intro email for you, and we'll make it happen. Now, oh. you know, sometimes when people say that, it's, it's you know, well-intentioned, sure. but it never gets done. Right. But lo and behold, within about 10 or 15 minutes after we got done talking, there was an intro email, and his assistant said, I would be glad to make this happen. Awesome. Mind-blowing. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's Fantastic. how that works. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, a reach that, you know, that odd, uh, or that guest doesn't have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, they're in it to win it, and, you know, why not? It's a discussion. Yeah. Uh, it's content for them. Speaking yeah. of content and repurposing, you know, good things come out of having conversations with good people. Yeah. Because there's always value bombs. There's always right. things that mm -hmm. you can share. Right. And, you know, certainly uh, Brian's got a lot of them. I love talking to you because it's so fun mm. and so easy. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, you can tell you're a pro because you've been doing it for a while. And when you go on the other side of it, it's funny because now you're being interviewed when you're normally doing the interviews. Yeah. And um, it's wonderful, though, because you get both sides and, and you experience it. And yeah. uh, certainly I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, when you're a yeah. host, you know what it's like to be a great guest because you know what a great guest looks like. Right. And so you that's want right. to be a good guest. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why people love interviewing other people who have a show. That's because true. if that person's a bad guest, then shame on you. Shame on yeah. them. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Well, you attract who you are, right? Yeah. Sure. So people want to people want to aspire to something. Yeah. That, so that, if that I can add a corollary yet. to the thing that I just said about just sure. ask, the second part of that is ask correctly. Because I'm sure True. you probably True. have been you've been pitched mm -hmm. about, hey, I want to come on your show. Like you've probably gotten things. some great pitches and some horrible horrible pitches. I should probably do a course on how to pitch someone correctly. I could. I good could idea. Agree. That would actually. Be, Yes. Come on live All and right. do it on our show. I'll do uh, it. Well, there you go. And, and, and you know, you can easily turn it into a course. But let's ask sure. it, Let's ask the question while we're on it. I mean, yeah. well, that's the beauty about having these discussions. Yeah. What is the, you know, number one thing uh, or, you know, a couple of things that people should really keep in mind when, you know, they're doing that or they would yeah. like to do that? Okay. The th first thing, I got to scratch my nose, sorry. The first thing I would say is it's not about you. It's not. It's not. If you are the one asking, let's just say, for example, that I want to approach Kevin Harrington to be on my show. I am not going to make it all about me. I'm not going to make it all about what I'm going to get out of this. He gets that all day long. People sure. always want a piece of him. So you have to do a value add. It's like, what can Kevin Harrington get out of this? What can I do to make his life better or easier? What can I do to reach, have his reach improve? And so what I'll do, first of all, is I will honor the work that they've done and I will be specific about it. When people pitch me, they're like, oh, I'm a huge fan of your show and here's who I am. Wait, wait, how do I know you're a fan of my show? Who are you? Right. <laughs> what episode struck out to you? What did you learn? I mean, any monkey can say, I love your show. Prove it. Prove it. Give me, I mean, not that I'm looking for a pat on the back, but I would love some evidence that you actually know something about my show. Right. So what Especially, I will do... Yeah. Yeah, if I'm approaching someone like Kevin Harrington, I might, you know, reach for the obvious. I, I love 
love Shark Tank. I loved your work on Shark Tank. And what I might also do is, you know, I do actually have a, have some of his ebooks. I might say, and I really loved this ebook that you did and what I got out of it was. Now you are adding specific value and specific validation to that person that you want to ask something from. And then what I will do is I will try and prove that I run in some of the circles that they run in. I've had this person and this person and this person and this person on my show. I might say that I've got a testimonial page on my website. If you want to learn, this is what my show's about. If you want to learn more about some of the other people who have been on my show, here's the page on my website that has the testimonials on it. That's how I got, I think that's how I got Darren Hardy on my show is I was able to prove, yes, Jan Catfield was on my show, Jeffrey Gittimer, uh, James Malinchak, and yeah. you know all these people. The, the Jack Canfield actually, right? Yeah, yeah, Jack Canfield actually said on my yeah. show, you've interviewed a bunch of my friends, and I could very confidently say, yes, I have. Yes. That was yeah. a cool yeah. moment, by the yeah. way. That's a good I moment. bet. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, you and so, know, you share values with them as well. I mean, you know, some people might be listening in and saying, well, man, I don't run in any these circles. I mm -hmm. don't know anybody. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm talking to the audience, you know, Think about the shared values. Think about yeah. what, you know, again, Brian said about it's not about you. It's the value that you can bring them and the honor that you, you know, mm -hmm. like about these people. And um, I, I just, you know, I'm glad we went there because it's obviously something that, again, we won't give it all away because if you want to do a course around that, I think there's a lot, a ton of value around that. And, yeah. and certainly um, there's uh, lots of things you can do. Um, outside of what we just mentioned, but I, I, right. I agree with you. Add some value to people and work on building a relationship based on the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, again, what you can help them with, um, part of that, you know, is that you can help them uh, by, you know, sharing it within your yeah. tribe, even though you may not have a huge tribe, but if you yeah. really like someone's work, share it. Right. And I would also say, if you want something from someone, don't make them jump through your hoops. They won't do it. They don't know you. They don't have a reason or a motivation to do it. They, their life is just fine without you. So don't make it harder by making them jump through your hoops if you want something. Make it sure. easy. Make it easy for someone to say yes to you. Easy. I love that. There's lots of really cool ways you can do that. Go ahead, Alan. No, I just say there's, you know, everybody... There, we, we all have a little bit of a, of, a, of a selfish tone because we all want right. to excel. We all want to grow. We all want to do those things. And I People think people like, like to talk you know, about themselves. Yeah, sure. they do. Yeah. And they look at the fastest way to something or what they might think is the fastest way. And a lot of times that straight line is the wrong line. And you yeah. want to be able to navigate and work around because if you're not relevant and visible to your audience but to also to the person that you're connecting with, and relevant in their life, like you're saying, then then you're 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 chaff, and you're not going to have that. You're gonna you're gonna carry that reputation, and and that's a bad thing to have, is yeah. to have that kind of a reputation. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. We, I just kind of want to hang on on that a minute. What should people? We, we've kind of talked about this, but maybe you can clarify. What should? What's the one thing people should not do? <laughs> when they really want, when they really want to have, when they, when there's somebody they really want to connect with, whether it's on their show or they just want to connect with them, what should they not do? They should not project how vomit their offer in the first conversation if they have not established any liking, knowing, and trusting first. Uh, no this happens on social media all the time. I'm sure yeah. you both experienced this just like I have. I got pitched an MLM marketing opportunity a year ago on Christmas Day. Come on, really? On Christmas right. Day, get out of here with that. <laughs> it's their gift to you. Well, no. Yeah, I know. See, I, yeah, yeah, I know not how really. That works. <laughs> I know how all that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you've even written uh, about uh, sales. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what it really comes down to. You know, um, the true essence of sales is giving. Yeah. You know, and people just lose sight of that. They take. You know, uh, the universe gives to the givers and takes yeah. from the takers. Yeah. So talk about sales a little bit because, you know, you've written about it, you know, and, yeah. and success. Um, so here's a, here's a great example. I ghostwrite books for people. Now, obviously, it's a higher ticket item. 
But when someone doesn't really know me very well and hasn't really read a lot of my work, if it makes them feel more comfortable to read examples of what I've written first, I will give them a free copy of my book or I will give them a copy of a book that I've written for somebody else. And I'll explain a little bit about a, the background of that. It's like, okay, bear in mind, this is not my book. I did write this, but when you're a ghostwriter, you are invisible. You are an anonymous. Right. Your name doesn't appear in the book. So it's going to have someone else's name on it, but yes, I did write this. And so that's a, that's a huge give. That's a huge value ask because if you're asking someone for thousands of dollars, uh, you have to give them a reason to really like you, know you, and trust you first before they will hand it over. In fact, a good friend of mine uh, who I'm going to start working with potentially next week, we've talked for several months, and just a week ago, he said, I really want to work with you. I trust you. You're amazing. But it has occurred to me that I really haven't read that much of your work. Um, is there any way that you could, you know, email me something? I said, absolutely, I'll do that for you. And we had a real brief chat last night on Facebook and he said, I'm ready to go. Um, I'm taking a trip this weekend. I'm going to be gone all of next week, but I will be ready to go when I return from my trip. Done. And it's going to be an amazing book with someone who you all probably know that I'm not going to reveal yet. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited about it. Me too. And, you know, that's a good point. Um, you know, do your research, folks. You know, it doesn't take much. People yeah. always ask, you know, how do you do that? I can't believe that question is still even uh, possible to ask someone because mm -hmm. we have so many resources today mm -hmm. that if you don't know, you can YouTube it or you can Google it. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. It's, yeah. Um, research well, is so important. Research. I, before I have someone on my show, I do a ton of research. I had Dean Lindsay on my show. He's got a book called um, How to How to Make Big Fat Goals, P-H-A-T, Big Fat Goals. We had a great discussion. And on his website, he talks about his previous career as an actor and an acting coach. And and he was instrumental in starting the, the Texas Shakespeare Festival. And so I asked him during the show, I said, so you like Shakespeare, don't you? And he laughed and said, yes, I do, almost as if I can't believe you know this about me. And so we talked about Shakespeare. I said, what was your favorite Shakespeare play? He said, Midsummer's Night's Dream. I said, yeah, I like that one too. He was an acting coach. He uh, coached Leanne Rimes when she was 15. She was going to be in a Hallmark wow. movie. And when the producers figured out she had no acting experience, they hired him to coach her. And she also had a very brief three-episode arc on Days of Our Lives back in the day. This is back in the late 90s. He was her acting coach. And so we talked about that. But when you do research and get some insight, I spend the entire first segment of my show talking about someone's background. So I want to dig and find as much as I can, even if that means listening to other podcasts and interviews that they've been on. I will do that. I will take that time. And yes, I will actually take the time to read that person's book. Chris, I read your book before I interviewed you. It was pretty obvious, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Absolutely. You did your research. There's no doubt. Yeah. And uh, it, it blows my mind. I mean, my book is new, so of course I don't blame anyone for not having read it yet. But uh, it blows my mind that when I'm talking about a book I've already written and it's like I sent it to you and it's very clear that you didn't read it. Okay, yeah, great. Right. No problem. We still had a great show. And what really kills me is when someone doesn't give me a chance to, you know, at least – talk about the book a little bit i mean that's i mean people are wanting to be on a show because uh sure. they, they want to do that and i give everyone a chance to promote what they're doing now sure. when i interviewed devin darren hardy he had been on a series of shows where they did not talk about his book and he wasn't all too happy about that at all really in Absolutely. fact his team canceled all of his future interviews including mine because they wanted to revet everybody. And I'm wow. thinking, wait a minute, no, 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 no. I've read your book. I'm almost done preparing for your show. And so I wrote back and I said, I appreciate the frustration Darren must be feeling about this. I'm done reading his book. I'm almost done preparing for a show. Would you feel better if I sent you a list of questions I plan on asking him? They were all over that. And when they saw my list, it was very clear to them that they knew I had read his book. They and so they said, yes. Man. Yeah, you were a smart man, anyway. Brian. His best interest at heart, not yours. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of that, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we we're obviously going to get there anyway, but the fact is you've got your book. Bring so it on. I do. What, and I what, wasn't, what, that wasn't a specific, that wasn't a specific, you know, I want to jump. No, 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 we're, we're, no, we're no, friends. friends. We're yeah, friends. Yeah, we're, we're friends. friends. Absolutely. I knew we were going to get to this anyway, that. but yeah. I'm just yeah. sharing that, you know, a lot yeah. of people that you want to bring on a show, they are there for a reason. When you want to a show. They're promoting sure. a book. They're promoting a movie. For they sure. aren't there just for kicks and giggles. They are there for a sure. reason. 
yeah, and we follow you, and we're friends, and yeah, uh, totally. all of that. So I knew this was coming, and and that's why we wanted to get you on the show as well because Perfect. you do have this wonderful book, and we want to hear about it. So talk yeah. to me about why you wanted to put this book out in the first place. Oh, I think yeah. we touched on some of it, yeah. uh, but you know what's it all about, and um, you know let the audience uh, know how they can get it as well because that's <laughs> right. So the book is called Success Profiles: Conversations with High Achievers. And the title should probably give at least some kind of a hint of what kind of a book it is. It is an interview style book where I've interviewed, uh, this is a compilation of 11 of my favorite interviews from my show. And there absolutely was some editing. I mean, if you want to hear the complete unedited version with all the commercials still in the show, you can go to Success Profiles Radio and search for each one. But do you really want to spend 11 hours listening to that or do you want to spend two or three hours reading the book? Sure. It's up to you. Either way, I'm happy. Yeah. The the radio show is free to listen to. The book, obviously, you pay for it, but that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, Darren Hardy, Sharon Lecter, Jack Hanfield, Tom Ziegler, Dr. John Martini, Eric Swanson, Greg Reed, Don Green, Frank Shankowitz, Debbie Allen, Laura Langmeyer. I mean, 11 people. These are all amazing people who have been enormously world-class successful. And a lot of times people will ask, well, how did you do it? Well, I ask all those questions and so much more. And what I've done is I have taken the time to compile the wisdom of all of these great people. And Morgan James Publishing loved this idea for a book. And they said, we've seen interview books before. We didn't like a lot of them, but you did such an amazing job of editing this. We absolutely think there's a market for this. And people who have read it so far have said they really love it. In fact, I was in Barnes & Noble on Tuesday, the day it came out. And a good buddy of mine went to Barnes & Noble with me and it was on the shelf. And so he took a picture of me pointing at my book like this. <laughs> I love it. There were four other people in the same aisle. And I said, this is my book. <laughs> and they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And one lady took the time to ask me, so tell me about this. I love books like this. And so I handed it to her and she thumbed through it. And I explained the concept of the book. And she says, I love books like this. I, I think I, I might get this. And I said, if you buy it, I'll sign it for you. Really? Done. She bought the book. Beautiful. And corollary to that story, she runs a study group that's now currently reading Think and Grow Rich. I've stayed in touch with her. She's going to have my group read my book next. Nice. So that's eight more people who will read my book. Love oh, that. There it is. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Now, I don't uh, have time in my day to troll every Barnes & Noble store and, <laughs> and say, here's my book, buy it. That would be a good job. Yeah, that'd, be a a great job. Yeah. that'd be a great yeah. video. That'd be, yeah, be a gonna, great that'd be video for a great while. Video. Oh, oh, okay. That'd be awesome. I'm, I'm all over yeah, this. Yeah, you know what? You, gotta yeah, do you, it. you have to do that. For sure. Uh, I'd love to hang out with you, uh, and we'll pick a city, and we'll go do that together. because That'd That be would be fun. Fun. I would love to hang out with you, brother. That'd be awesome. Yeah, right. Well, we'll be on your way, and we've got lots going on for sure. And That's by the way, happen. if someone looks at my Facebook profile, yes. Brian K. Wright, the cover picture is Kevin Harrington shaking my hand at this event in L.A. You and I are sitting like maybe two people away from each other. You're in that picture, bro. I know. Yeah, you know, dude. it's funny. I was going to yeah, bring up right that. To because the, to the right of him. I, yep. I am, I'm looking at that picture right now. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, and I'm just slightly in the picture because yeah. obviously we're in a row. Yeah. Uh, but I am there, folks. I am there. And uh, Brian and I were sitting in the same row, and it was a surprise yeah. when I walked in, and yeah. he's there. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like this I know. Is- and I'm like, Christopher Cumbie? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Tana Gertz was sitting behind me. I said, are you Tana Gertz? And she said, yes. I said, I'm interviewing you in two weeks. Right? There you oh, go. and we exchanged email like three days prior. She's like, oh, you're Brian. I didn't know you were going to be here. I said, I didn't know you were going to be here. Right? And I didn't know you were going to be there. And, you know, no. even uh, it's funny how those things work. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's the that's the power of um, attraction, I guess. And, and being in the, you know, like you said, running in the same circles. Because certainly we do. We know a yeah. lot of the same people. And, um and now you know Alan, and you know you've been on our show, and I'm excited about that. And so, um, you know, Brian, you've done all this, uh, and you've got a lot of things going on at the same time. Yeah. What's What's it looking like after? Because you're a man of action, you're a man of dreaming, and you've got lots of ideas. So, what do you? Think, uh, what's the big dream? I think next will be Success Profiles TV, a reality show. Oh. And Love or it. a documentary. A, a videographer sure. friend of mine has been telling me for a long time, Brian. Documentary. I, I need to do a documentary about you, but your story isn't really quite done yet. I sense that you're not really quite 
I mean, you're going to be there eventually. I would like to see the story unfold a little bit more before we do this, but I really would love to film your documentary someday. I'm like, I'm down. I like the TV show. I mean, yeah, that's great. Cool. Do something a little bit like like Brandon Adams and Greg Roulette did, you know, uh, Ambitious Adventures. Do something along those same lines. But what I would love to do is interview people I already know, people who I've already connected with. I love well, it. Well, you've got a great well, relationship, and people want to see that interconnection, right? They don't want to see the fluff. They want to see the real guts and yeah. the bruises and the Band-Aids and all those things. I mean, when I do Facebook Lives, for example, I just go right for the jug. It's like, this is what I'm thinking about, and and most of my lives are way less than 10 minutes, like between five and eight minutes, because sure. I respect people's time. Now, I did a longer sure. Facebook Live on launch day, 15 minutes, but I still had a lot to say. So. Yeah. Well, that's and, a long I, time to say a lot of things. So yeah, it, is. it is. I mean, sure. you can say a lot in 15 minutes. And I, I love watching videos and lives that my friends are doing. But if I have no idea how long you plan on talking, I can't always guarantee that I can carve out the length of time. Yeah. So I might just wait for the replay and kind of like scroll and see how long was this? 20 minutes? I'll listen to about 10 minutes of this, and then I got to go. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And, yeah. Uh, well, everybody's busy. I mean, let's face yeah, it, really. grabbing attention, you know, yeah. for much more than 10 seconds these days yeah. is you know, tough to do. But I'm going to throw it out there mm-hmm. that you have to. But yeah. I do live at the beach, and I would yes. love for you to come down and hang out, do a TV show. Plus, I can it. have lots of fun with the friends and studios and all that kind of studio. stuff. So. You're in right now. There let's, you go. Yeah, let's so explore that, brother. All right. Let's explore um, that. I'd love that. I'm certainly not fishing, but I, you know, the invite is out there. Great. I want to, I, I want to, I want to jump in here because I think this is a very yes. relevant topic we're talking about right now. And you talk about it, Brian, on your podcast. You've got creating epic friendships. Yeah. Because I believe, for me, that without that. There's very little future in anything. I think relationships are key. I think mm-hmm. people will do more for the person than they'll do for the item. And investors are going to invest in the person before they invest in the product or the service. Yes. Talk about that a little bit, if you would. Oh, my gosh. Here's, here's a key. Do you know those people in your life who only ask you for something when they want something from you? <laughs> Don't be we that all guy. have a few of those. Be the opposite of that guy. Be the opposite of that guy. Like, for example, if I am talking to someone about possibly ghostwriting their book for them, I don't make every interaction with them about, hey, when do you want to start doing this book? I will say, hey, hello, how you doing? How was your week? I will seek to create an actual relationship with them. And sometimes it's like, oh, there's Brian. I'm, I'm, and they'll volunteer. I'm not quite ready to do the book yet. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I appreciate that. But how are you? That's not why I'm calling. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, now, sure, I mean, if if the conversation goes in that direction where I can sort of sneak that in, just sort of make it a follow-up call, that's great. But I, I do care about the person I'm talking to. I want to get to know them because if I'm potentially going to be writing a book with them or for them, I have to know them anyway. So it's just pre-work, you know? And so, yeah, that's don't true. be that guy who only reaches out when you want something. Right. Be genuine. And, you know, care and take some time out. You know, listen, at the end of the day, um, it's hard to go past the size of a platoon with really great relationships, deep ones. But I do believe you can have good relationships, great relationships with a lot of people um, where you can say a comment, where you can really genuinely mean something without wanting something and sharing something. Um, And, you know, we have all the ability today to be able to do uh, that, Mm -hmm. you know, with all the social platforms we have and just, you know, tweeting or sharing it or liking it even just to let them know you're there because there's a lot of people. It's funny. um, And and I've tested this a lot of times, you know, I'll put out some really positive stuff on, on uh, Facebook and, um, you know, I get a few likes and, you know, it's kind of the same people sometimes and sometimes not. And that's okay. I know how the algorithms work and, you know, I'm not holding anybody to it. I just genuinely want to put something cool out there that I think, hey, if it shares something positive with someone and they read it and it really affects them, then great. I did, mm-hmm. you know, something good for someone today. Um, but more nice, as I always say. But it's funny when I put something uh, that is, uh, uh, you know, maybe controversial or negative. Mm Yeah. Then I'll all of a sudden get a comment from someone. I'm like, you follow me or we're friends or 
man, I haven't even thought about you for so long. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. you know, something comes out like that. But it's, it's yeah. just funny how that, that works. Sharing funny things once in a while works, too. I shared a, a meme that had a chicken and an egg on it. And my caption was, I should order both of these items from Amazon and see which one comes first. a lot of engagement there's another one that i shared where somebody had a a, a car accident right underneath the target sign and i wrote almost almost i saw that one actually (laughs) i thought that was pretty funny i do remember that as you said that i didn't see the chicken and an egg but that would have been definitely uh a haha for me for sure um alan where we uh where are we going to bring uh mr wright I got a question for you, and this is going to be completely up to you. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? What's the one thing that maybe we haven't talked about that you want to mention? I like that. That is a really great question. That's a a really, really fantastic question. Um, In fact, it's – I'm a really fantastic guy, but, you know. You are. (laughs) And, in fact, that's actually the (laughs) – We can edit that piece out, but (laughs) – No, it's true. That's actually the kind of question that Diane Sawyer would ask somebody. I don't know if you saw – I saw just a little bit of of her interview with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, back, right. back when yeah. that. Oh yeah, happened. I watched all yeah. of that. And, yeah. and Diane Sawyer asked, "What do you wish someone would ask you?" Yeah, yeah. I and remember it's the that. same I kind of question. So I I, I I honor your brilliance by asking that question. So let me. Okay, I'm installing because I don't know what the how I'm going to answer this yet. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I really want to talk about? I always love talking about my book, my magazine. I mean, those are selfish things, but uh, I love baseball. Awesome. Been been very good to you. Baseball's been good to me so far. Diamondbacks are five and one. They just swept the Dodgers. Nice. So are you a, do you, do you, do you watch on TV? Are you a goer and hot dog and beer guy? Uh, I don't go that often. I try until about three years ago. I made a commitment to go to at least one game every single year. I haven't gone lately, but I'm going this year. They're they're good awesome. this year, so yeah. I'm gonna go. Right. There's nothing like being in the park. I love right. that you threw a baseball because it was one of the things as a kid. Um, well, in Toronto when I grew up, it was hockey and baseball. You know, definitely, I love the outdoor stadium we, we used to have. You know, the Sky Dome or what they call the Rogers Center is is pretty cool. Um, but going out and, you know, in, and having a hot dog with my dad and, and baseball was uh, certainly great yeah. memories. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And My, uh, my favorite yeah, memory ahead. of a baseball game, when I was six years old, I lost my first tooth at a Twins game. Uh, <laughs> I was eating one of those little Frosty Malt desserts with the wooden yeah. spoon. And all of a sudden, I looked down and I saw my tooth. I went, ah! Uh, I screamed. No. I'm like, and mom and dad. Yeah, no and my doubt. It was my mom and my grandparents and my sister and I. So they all like, what's wrong? And I showed them my ice cream. I'm like, ah! And they said, oh, you lost your tooth. And they explained, you know, you're going to lose your baby teeth. I'm like, I'm going to lose my teeth? What? And then they explained yeah. the tooth fairy thing to me. And I'm like, oh, wait, I get paid? Oh, what? wait. Yeah, wait a second. Look, how many more coming out here? Wait a minute. I know. Yeah. And back yeah. then, it was a quarter. Good grief. Yes, what, yeah. I got, yeah. Yes, it is. You could go, you could start a college fund with a kid's mouth. There was a, there right. was a South Park episode about that. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't. There, there was a South Park episode about that. And I don't, it was Cartman or whatever. And, uh, you know, he Likely. figured out because he wanted to buy a PlayStation or something like that. Yeah. And so it's like he figured out that he gets paid for he his teeth. And so he would start collecting teeth from his friends. <laughs> and finally, Cartman's it. mom says, I'm look, I got to confess something here. I'm the I'm the tooth fairy and I'm going broke. You need to find something. <laughs> and how many tricuspids do you really have in your mouth? Yeah, and so then what they did is they went to Cherry Creek, which was the rich kids' neighborhood, and they started trying to steal teeth from <laughs> from them. <laughs> oh, long story short, he finally did buy his PlayStation. But yes, there was a whole there you losing go. your teeth episode on South Park that was really funny. Yeah, that brings back memories. Uh, so one thing that I do want to get out, uh, yes. you know, talking about the book, success profiles, conversations with high achievers. Where do they get it? They can find it on Amazon. They can find it in Barnes and Noble and all your fine book retailers. And if someone wants to sample this first, they can go to BrianKWright.com, 
And let me look at the exact link. BrianKWright.com forward slash SP002. That's SPS and Success Profiles. BrianKWright.com forward slash SP002. And they can see a brief description of the book. They can either buy it straight away right off of my website or they can get a free chapter and read awesome. a free chapter nice. first. Nice. There you so go. That's my nice. giveaway. Tuster. Awesome. Yep, that's my well, giveaway. You can get a free chapter awesome. first. We appreciate that. Well, listen, Brian, you're uh, featured on C-Suite Radio. Um, that's where we've been camping and, you know, certainly a lot of eyeballs, and we love being on the platform with these guys. Um, of course, we're on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, uh, Podomatic. Did I say Stitcher all the way? You said, yeah. You said, you, yeah. <laughs> I kind of said Stitcher. Stitcher. And Stitcher. Play. I did it. And Google Play. Uh, Google Play. Uh, of course, Podomatic. Um you know, come check it out. Uh, Brian's show will definitely uh, be one of our featured. And uh, if you have any questions for Brian as well, info at thinkboldbebold.com. We'd be happy to uh, send those questions off to Brian. And he's active on social. We'll make sure that he answers some of those questions. But sure. most importantly, also, go and check out Brian's show, yeah. Success Profiles Radio. Got yep. some amazing guests on there. Uh, certainly, uh, you'll enjoy uh, listening to them, and you can learn a lot of things. But your website is Brian K. Wright. That's W R I G H T dot com, and go check out how we can uh, serve you and help you with some of the things, and and certainly so many things you can learn from. He has a blog, podcast, of course. Uh, you do some coaching. Yeah. Talk about coaching for a second. Um, you know, this show goes so fast, doesn't it, Alan? Especially yeah, it when does. we're having a fireside the, chat. And the coaching page on my website specifically refers to ghostwriting and helping people buy their write their books. Now, there are some awesome. clients I am writing a book for, done for you. Uh, I've got a couple of clients where I am editing the book that they've already written. And mm -hmm. I'm working with a client who has written a book before, but he just needs an accountability partner and a sounding board. And so... He's paying okay. me to be his weekly accountability coach, and awesome. that's like an eight-week thing. And he's right. a go-getter. He's getting it done. But I, I give him tons of suggestions, and he asks really amazing questions. He's one of my dream clients because he's actually doing what I'm telling him to do. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You, can, you can talk and know you're going to get results at the end of it. And Well, I'm sure that if he's showing up now, you're going to get more. Yeah. from this show here that listen in audience if you want to do something you know connect with Brian he'll bring you through whatever it is you want to achieve uh, whether mm -hmm. it's having him write it or you know he can help you write it he can coach you to write it keep you accountable for writing it or edit what you have written which mm -hmm. is cool Alan which is a key I, I got a question I know but before yeah, we do, do that I, I got a question I want to oh, go yeah. back to your book really quick Brian when when I get somebody's book, I do my process, I write in my books. Mm -hmm. I Absolutely. write all over, pen, pencil, I write all over. But yeah. the key for me to make it personal is I'll take that book and I'll mail it to the author. Or if mm -hmm. I am getting, if I know where they're gonna be and, and it fits in my travel schedule, I'll take that book with me and I'll ask them to sign it. Sure. But a number of times I've mailed that book and I've, what, are, what do I like about that? Well, the author gets to read all my notes. Yeah. And I do that for I do that for a reason. I do it for me, but I want them to know, like you had said, I really did study their material. And this is what I got out of it. Yeah. People have people are going to get your book. Yeah. How can they get a signature from you? And where are you going to be this year in case they want to come and visit and meet you? That's a really great question. I know that Morgan James Publishing is having a red carpet event at the end of July in Nashville. Okay. So I'm planning on being there. Gosh, where am I going to be? I'm going to be at Eric Swanson's Habitude Warrior event in Scottsdale here, which is local for me, uh, April 19, 20, and 21st. Awesome. Uh, I don't know where else I'm going to be yet. I haven't planned Would quite you that far do us a favor in over yes. the next couple days and uh, – Email us where what your agenda is, where you're going to be, as best that you have it, and we'll sure. post that with your podcast. This Absolutely, is your to be able to get a hold of, to be actually shake yeah. hands, eyeball to eyeball. Yeah. 
and and yeah, also sure. I will I will also add this. One of my goals is to host my first live event in here in the Phoenix area, probably maybe October ish. Oh, awesome! Cool. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, so October is always a great time of year to be in Arizona. Yeah, that's oh, I love that is for sure. That is for it's sure. It's no longer 100 degrees. Uh, but let's get Most yeah for sure. It's it's getting really nice that time of year, and certainly I I live in a similar climate where the summers are. <laughs> You know, thank goodness I have a, you know, beautiful Gulf of Mexico uh, where I can go and relieve that heat. But, you know, we yeah. certainly get a lot of heat down here. Um, Brian, you've been a wonderful guest. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Really, you're a lot of fun to hang out with. Um, let's leave our guest with a bold move that, you know, anything. Uh, you could have already talked about it. It might be something that you, you know, want to leave as uh, a thought for them. You know, wherever they may be, whatever it may be that you want to share with them as uh, sort of a final, you know, goodbye yeah. as well. And um, right. let us know what that is. Great. Somebody asked me a question that I ask most of my guests, and that is, if you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you <laughs> say to him? I think, Chris, I asked you this question when you were on my show. You did. Yeah. Someone asked me, and it occurred to me that I really hadn't given a lot of thought to that. I'm like, oh, no. But here's what I ended up saying. I ended up saying, believe in yourself a lot sooner. Say yes to yourself, and don't you dare play small. The world needs who you are. Nice. Boom. Okay, hey, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a quote on your podcast, right? maybe. That's how we're. Oh, gonna, that yeah, will absolutely. definitely be a quote. Yeah, I the quote will get ready. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll produce that. So, um, and and we'll put that out there. That's a wonderful quote. Thank, Thank you. you, Brian, for being on the show. Yeah, appreciate that. You're so welcome. You're great. Thanks for You're having great, me. Dude. It was really fun. You bet. Yeah, well, we're going to do this again, for sure. Totally. We're not done. This is a start. This is the beginning of that spectacular relationship. This is well, the first chapter the of many. Now, so there you go. Yes. That is true. There you go. That is true. Well, you heard it. Thank you, Alan. We appreciate it. Uh, awesome. Yeah, what a great day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To the audience, you guys are fantastic. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. Right. At the end of the day, um, it's guests like Brian that we really appreciate as well. So thank you, Brian. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.